Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glory Room. I'm Prophet Lou. Let's get started with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for giving, for forgiving us of our sins. We thank you for helping us through our day, Father God. Father God, we give ourselves to you this morning. We ask you to open our ears so we may hear, open our eyes so that we may see. Father God, bless us. Help us to be the hearers and doers of your word. Father God, bless the ones that are reading your word and rest, bless the ones that are hearing it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Okay, key verse today is 1 Corinthians 3 and 3. For you are still controlled by your sinful nature. You're jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove you're controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like people of the world? Subject, are you stuck? Affirmations, I'm going to say it and pause on each one to give you opportunity to say it. I'm not stuck. I am growing. I am mature. I am letting go. We as Christians today sometimes are looked at like the rest of the world. Oftentimes we are compared to the world because we act no differently. And Paul had the same problem with the people of the Corinthians. They knew that they should be acting differently, but they still wanted to join in with all the corruption that was happening around them. They didn't understand that they must act differently. They couldn't separate the two. So in this particular book, you will see Paul constantly asking them and teaching them to separate themselves. Do you still look like the world? Do your motives align up with God or the world? A lot of times you can see the growth in someone or the maturity in someone when they react a certain way. It doesn't take long to see who this person is because they will show you by their actions. So again, the question is asked, do you act or look like the world? Verse 1, dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to spiritual people. I had to talk to you as though you belong to this world or as though you were infants in Christ. Paul tells them right there, I had to talk to you like you belong to this world or like you're infants. It's, sad. it's a sad thing to see someone that's been in their Christian wall for X amount of years, but their growth is an infant because we have to learn to grow up in God, but God won't make us do it. He won't force you. It's something you have to be ready to do. It has to be something we realize we need because to become grounded followers of God. In today's verse, it says this to them. Verse 3, for you are still controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove you are controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like people of the world? You are controlled by your sinful nature. Our sinful nature can control us and can cause us to act a certain way and do a certain thing that we have no business doing. But because we are so led by our sinful nature, we see nothing wrong with it. We see nothing wrong with being this way. We assume we are good and we aren't. The enemy is out to get those who are anointed because if he can get us to stay where we are and to stay just the way we are, he has us. He has us stuck. Everything around us is moving and maturing and we are stuck. Romans 13, 13, because we belong to the day, we must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties, drunkenness, of sexual promiscuity, and immoral living or quarreling and jealousy. It tells us here, don't participate in the darkness, parties, drunkenness, sexual things, immoral living, fighting, jealousy, because when we do this, we are of the world. There's no way we belong to the day. Is no way we are followers of God. It's no way we are Christians if we are doing what the world does. But what gets us so drawn in this, in, 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 in it, is because we are on Instagram, Snapchat, and we see people flossing and loaded, as the young people say. And we figured this is the life we must live. 
to have these things. And we don't, friend. We don't. We can live a decent life with God. Some say this isn't living, but when you live any other way than what God is saying, we are dead on the inside. We aren't alive. You aren't alive. James 3, 16, 4, where jealousy and selfish ambition exists, there will be disorder and bad practice. When we are jealous and selfish, we are motivated by Satan. We are living in the flesh. We are practicing the things of the flesh. This isn't of God. This isn't growing. This isn't being children of God. We must get into practice of living righteousness and holiness. God isn't looking for playhouses and games. He's looking for people dedicated to change, dedicated to getting better and committed to him. Let God help you mature today. Help God, help ask God to help you to find your zeal for him. Today, if you are stuck and you're confused and full of jealousy and things of Satan, you have to understand you're not hiding from God. You're not growing. In order to grow, we must allow God to change us like the Corinthians thought. They could live whatever way and walk in the light of God. They couldn't. Righteousness isn't hard. Living a holy life isn't hard. But pretending to be righteous that is hard because you have to keep living and looking a certain way. And that's not you. But when we look and walk in the light, it's less exalting, exhausting. Let God change you. Prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for thank you for today. Help us to grow more in you. Help us not to pretend to be righteous, but to live it. Help us not to surrender. Help us to, to surrender to you. And desire to grow. Father, it's a lot in this life that's blocking our growth. Help us to grow in you. Help us to learn from our mistakes. Help us to be mature in our walk. Help us to let go of the childish things of this world and to stand on, on your word. Cover us with this the, press, the breastplate of righteousness. Help us to see it is time to change. Father, we are allowing you to remove and restore what we need. Heal our brokenness and wounds. Help us to make you are refuge in Jesus mighty name. Amen. So the topic today is, are you stuck? Um, give everyone a few minutes to get their Bible. Okay. So the topic today is, are you stuck? I don't know if y'all ever played like an old school game in they, um, Mario, for instance, they, the Mario game goes straight. It, it now goes in different levels and stuff, but it goes straight across the stream. Well, sometimes you have to make him jump up to another level. Well, it's nothing there for him to jump on. So I'm like, how do you expect me to get Mario up to the next level? So I'm jumping, I'm jumping, I'm jumping. I'm jumping about 10, 15 minutes, jumping different ways, double jump, air jump, triple jump. I'm doing everything I can to get to that next level and I can't. So I'm stuck. That's how our lives are with Christ. We aren't doing anything to get to that point, to get to that level. And what I realized when I was playing that game that I supposed to have grabbed a, marsh, a marshmallow or, or a, mar, uh, a, a little up. They call them ups, a little flower. And it's supposed to make me get bigger. And when I ate this thing, it made me bigger. I was able to get to the next level. Some of us are not eating. Some of us are stuck. Some of us aren't looking around. Some of us are just keep going in life, keep bumping our head, keep getting stuck, and we're fine with being stuck. 
we're fine with not achieving a, a next level. Some of us is like, well, I'm a Christian. That's all I need to know. I gave my life to God. That's it. No one can make me do nothing else. No. When we don't develop and we stay stuck, we don't only just stay there emotionally and physically, but we stay there spiritually. And what happens is we start dying. We start dying spiritually because we aren't feeding our soul because we're too busy, so focused on what's going on. While I was playing that game, I was looking at all the different graphics, all the different little bills. I was looking at everything around me, but gathering the things I needed to advance. And some of us not even looking at what God is placing before us. We're so distracted with with getting money. We're distracted with our career. We're distracted with our love life. We're distracted with our family that we're not seeing that he's saying, hey, I need you to read. Hey, I need you to fast. Hey, I need you to meditate because we're so distracted. So we stay stuck. And so most of the time, what I used to do when I was younger, when I was stuck on a game, I turned it off. I'd rather stay stuck. I'm not going to frustrate myself. And that's what happened. Because we are stuck, we don't try to figure out what spiritually what's going on with us because the devil have us so comfortable being stuck that we're like, okay, I'll just go back the other way. I, I just continue going back. I, I go back. And so what happened most of the time, if I don't turn it off, I went back. <laughs> I literally went back to figure out is there something else I can do than go this way? Because this way is difficult. And that's what we do our spiritual life because it's so difficult. We rather not go that way. We rather keep going back. And what's back is the times that we used to have with the enemy. What's back is sexual immorality. It listed right here. Let's go. Let's look at the devotional real quick. It's sexual promiscuity. It's immoral living. It's quarreling. It's jealousy. It's drunkenness. It's partings. That's what's that way. So we rather not go this way and try to figure out what do I need to do to get up, to get to the next level. We rather stay stuck. We're like, okay, well, at least I wasn't frustrated when I was doing all these sexual things. At least I wasn't frustrated when I was drunk. At least I was having fun at these wild parties, right? Now, come on. Let's be transparent here. It was no frustration while all this was going on. But we are new creatures. How can we say that we're a Christian when we look exactly like the world? Anytime you get on Instagram, you get on Facebook, you get on YouTube, all you do is see is fighting. You see people fighting. You see people arguing. And people most of the time will sit there for hours and look at people fighting. Why? Because it's entertaining for one. Two, it's because we're looking at these people like, man, I won't let that happen. I won't let no one talk to me like that. See, right there, we're not demonstrating love. Someone can talk to us sideways. It's just, it's just words. And now let me, before you turn me off, because I know some of y'all going to turn it off after I said that. Like, oh, no, you don't understand. Oh, no, I do. I used to be a person. You say one word to me. Let's go. Let's go. But I learned that when I became a Christian, because I still was doing that when I became a Christian, because I was a babe. And as I grew in God, he let me know, you can't go around here fighting folks. You can't go around here fussing with folks. And it took me a while to grab it. And now when someone's ugly with me at the drive-thru, someone's ugly with me in the store, I just say, okay, and I walk away. 
but it takes growth to get there. It takes months of understanding that we must show love when no one else showed love. We must turn the other cheek, even when someone else is ugly. But what the Corinthian church wanted to do was do the same exact things everyone else wanted to do. And Paul is said to them in one of these verses, he said to them, dear brothers and sisters, while I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to spiritually, spiritual people. I had to talk as though you belong to this world, as though you were infants in Christ. When we are infants in Christ, when we are babes in Christ, we don't take into consideration that we are of Christ and we must act like it. We must give ourselves to God so he can change us. You heard me say earlier that the only way I was able to get up to the next level was I was able to eat like a flower. It's called a one up. And I was able to eat that. So it made Mario so big that he could jump up and go. In order for us to jump up and go to our next level, to go to the next room of the spirit, we must eat our word. And some of us won't do that. You just don't know how much growth you will have if you sit down and read the word of God and allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. But because we're so fixated on looking like the world, oh, I don't have time for the, for the Bible reading. Or I just read the small passage, it's fine. I heard someone say, I read the Bible a day, it keeps the enemy away. But are you reading it and understanding it? Are you reading it and comprehending it? Are you reading it and allowing the Holy Spirit to teach you so you can apply it to your life? And that's a cute saying. A little prayer, a little power. Bible day keeps the enemy away. Cute. Ha ha. But are you doing that? When you do read the Bible day, do you take your time and make sure you understood it? When you pray, do you pray for at least over five minutes instead of the normal you pray 10, 15 minutes instead of the five minutes. See, when we pray, we're connecting with God. We just aren't just sitting there and saying, oh, God, thank you for the day. Oh, God, bless my bless my house. Oh, God, thank you for this. Oh, God, blah, blah, blah. No, it's more than that. You should be thankful that he woke us up this morning. We should be thankful that he gave us another day. We should be grateful for the jobs he gave us and the clothes on our back and the food on our table. Some of us can remember when times we didn't have food. Some of us can remember the days that we had to pick up pennies off the street. But we're so tired. God, I'm so tired. I, I pray tomorrow morning. Or I pray a little later. Or God, I'm running late for work. Let me, God bless me. Keep me safe uh, through the night and uh, wake me up in the morning like, amen. No. <laughs> no. We are surpassed. Now you lay me down to sleep. We are surpassed. Uh... God is great. God is good. Let him thank him for our food. By our heads, we are fed. Thank you, Lord, for daily bread. We are surpassed that. I don't care how old you are. You can always think of words. If you can think of words to cut someone out, you can think of words to tell God, thank you. And even in that, we should watch our language. We can't be like the world and expect to teach the world. We can't be like the world and expect someone to say, Oh, hey, let me pray for you. Wait, what did you the same guy seeing Cutsway out at Walmart? Oh, yeah, yeah, but you know, I'm a Christian. Oh, you're a Christian? You got that kind of mouth? Oh, you're a Christian by seeing you on live at the club? You're a Christian by seeing you go buy a six pack? 
We can't look like this world and expect people to want us to pray over them. We have to look different. And in order to look different, we must grow. In order to grow, we must take the time to read our Bible and pray. Let's look at some scriptures. We talked about this in the in the devotion of James 3, 16, when I could turn to it. For where jealousy and selfish ambition is, there will be disorder in every vow practice. When you catch the one that's jealous, when you catch the one that's selfish, when you catch the one that is just ambitious for their own good, they're not looking out for others, you will catch disorder in every vow practice. Because when someone's jealous, they're normally angry. They're normally so angry. I think we talked about jealousy one time. They're normally so angry that they want to do harm to other people. They're so jealous that they can't think straight, that everything in their life is just gone to, to dirt because they're so fixated on someone else's life. You can't have jealousy in your body and selfish ambition and selfish ways and bitterness and expect to have good practices. No. We must start laying that at rest because the world is already filled with jealousy. The world is already filled with bitterness. That's why people are fighting. That's why people are arguing. That's why people are saying, I'm going to lay down my religion. No, don't lay down your religion because if you laid it down, you never had it. What the Holy Spirit got to understand, I'm going to step out on the flesh. No, we're not stepping into the flesh. We need to, If you got to do all that, you need to question where you are in your spiritual growth. We must learn to say, you know what? It's whatever. You want this parking space? Let me bag out. Here you go. You want to fuss? I'm not in for it. I'm sorry if I offended you. I have said that multiple times to people that, hey, I'm sorry if I offended you. And they kind of look at me like, oh, yeah, you had you had really offended me. I understand. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is cool. You know, you know, we cool, girl. Okay. I've had people talk down to me, literally took talk down to me. And my family be like, you know, you're not a doormat. No, I'm not a doormat. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to argue because we have to learn our limit. We have to learn that the Holy Spirit is looking and he teaches us every day to love. He teaches us every day to change and every day we must try to take the opportunity to, to act different, to have a better attitude, to talk to people different, to show love. But if you're not going to take the time to do this, you can't expect to be jealous of someone else's spiritual gifts. You can't be jealous of what God has blessed someone with if you're not taking the time to have God change you. Let's look at the next verse. Now everybody can pick up their Bible. We're going to look at, well, I guess I <laughs> repeated another scripture. Maybe it's something the Holy Spirit wants to talk about. Let's look at Romans 13 and 13. Yeah, everybody pick up your Bible. Let's go to Romans 13 and 13. We're not going to skip over the scripture. We're going to go for it. Sometimes the Holy Spirit has me to repeat things because it's something in it that he wants us to gather. Okay, so we're going to look at Romans 13 and 13. NLT says, because we belong to the day, we must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in darkness of wild parties and darkness, drunkenness and sexual promiscuities and immoral living or quarreling jealousy. This is what he wanted me to point out. 
he, he told it to me as I was reading. Because we belong to the day. Because we belong to the day. We must live decent lives for all to see. People that are walking in the darkness, this is how they act. They party. They get drunk. They do sexual things that they shouldn't do. They quarrel. They have jealousy. They're bitter. But we as people of the day, we as people that are walking in the light, we as people that are children of God, it says we must live decent lives for all to see. See, we can live any kind of way, and everyone will see it. But most people do their dirt at night. Some people do it during the day, but it's whatever. But you catch people having wild parties at night. You catch people being drunk at night. You catch people doing things they shouldn't do with each other at night. You catch people having doing, getting angry and jealous and bitter at night because they have time to think. But the Bible tells us that we don't t- participate in the things that of that. We are a world priesthood. When you catch a king and a queen, they're walking, their back is straight, and they, they don't do this and they don't do that. They're just a world uh, uh, family. They, they, they you just you see the king and queen walk around and you see people bring them flowers for them to sniff and do you want these flowers? Yes, I take those flowers. Do you want this color scheme? Yes, I take the color scheme. Because we don't participate in the things of that, because we are royalty. And when we are royalty, we don't do certain things because we are held at a higher standard. We have to understand we are held at a higher standard because we are children of God. And when you tell people you're a Christian, they expect a different way. I had someone I once knew, um, I'm not gonna call their name, they, always walked around they talked about the bible and one day someone made them mad and they got the cussing and fussing and the people at work started called them start saying oh i thought you was a christian well I, I i am a christian you sure you're a christian you out here cussing and fussing and he said yeah i'm a christian he said everybody slip and fall he's right but you see how those people held him at a certain standard they didn't expect him to cuss that's us People don't expect us to get drunk. People don't expect us to do this. People don't expect us to do that. And no, it's not saying you're up here and they're down there. It's just saying that you won't do certain things because you're walking in the Lord. You can't say you're walking in the light if you're participating in those things. Because when you're participating in those things, you are blind to your sin. You are deaf to the voice of God. Do you see what I'm saying? Let's look at the last verse. First Peter 4 and 2. We got a few more minutes. First Peter 4 and 2. First Peter 4 and 2. I keep passing it. I'm running out of time. First Peter 4 and 2 says, So as to live for the rest of your time, in the flesh, no longer for human passion, but for the will of God, it says it right here. We should live the rest of our life looking for the will of God, not in human passion, not looking to please ourselves, not looking to please the world, not looking to please our friends, but to please God. We talked about it yesterday. Having the approval of men won't last long, but having the approval of God is everything. 
So the first is telling us, don't live the rest of our lives in the flesh, but no longer for human passion, but the will of God. We should be looking to do the will of God. We should be begging God, please let me do your will. Please let me do your will. Please tell me what my calling is so I can do your will. And some of us, he's just calling us to be separate. Some of us, he is calling us to stop drinking. Some of us, he is calling us to act more like children of God. But some of us won't even do it. Because we feel like this is our life. And I already said that I believe that you died on the cross of my sins. And you rose the third day. That's all I need. That's not all you need. You need to live righteous. You need to live holy. So are you stuck? Are you stuck on that same level? That same way? Are you stuck being the same person you was two years ago? Are you stuck being 57 years saying, I, I gave my life to God 57 years ago, but I'm still acting like this? Are you still stuck saying, oh, I gave my life to God 10 years ago, but I'm still having some issues? We should be seasoned, not dull, not stuck. If you are stuck today, have a conversation with God. And ask God, what is causing me to be stuck? What am I doing? Take accountability to cause me to be stuck. Hope you all have a blessed day. Remember, Jesus loves you. I love you too. If you're stuck, get unstuck. Find out what you need to do to get to the next level. Maybe it's just eating the word of God. Have a blessed day.